So what do leaders do? Leaders care. One of the things that I'm continuously impressed by are those leaders that I meet who genuinely care. These are the leaders that care for themselves. They care for causes, their surroundings and the environment. They care for moments. They care for the people that are around them. And when I say that leaders care, I mean that this care is the kind of standout characteristic that truly makes this individual unique. They have a genuine and authentic care that's rooted deep down inside them. It's almost as if they don't know how to live life without caring for someone. And that care is like a magnet that attracts other people to them, which gives these leaders more opportunities to care. So what do leaders do? They care. They care about their environment. They care about their surroundings. They care about their relationships. And perhaps most importantly, they care for themselves. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast, our show helping you build positive team culture. Our consulting firm has spent 25 years investing in teams so that people are mentally engaged and emotionally healthy. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, we're bringing you another episode in our series called It's What Leaders Do. Brian Schubring and I will be sharing just one small insight about leadership that we've gained from working with top leaders all over the world. And today, we'll be talking about genuine care. Leadership isn't about charisma and influence. It's about how leaders care for themselves, their causes, and their surroundings, as Brian mentioned in the opening. People notice and they judge leaders based on how much they care or not care because we want to trust, follow, and grow under the guidance of people who care. But Brian, my first question for you is, how do leaders make this authentic? and not make it feel like just an obligation or a duty to care for someone, to care for their people, because, well, they're the leader and these are their followers. Well, there are two observations I have on that question, Nathan. And the first observation is there are some leaders that grew up in a very caring environment. And when I talk about a caring environment, they could have grown up with a parent or parents who cared, an extended family who was very closely knit. They could have grew up in a culture or a community where they cared for one another, where where neighbors watched out for neighbors and shared dinners and things like that. Or they could have been a part of some social organization or movement where care was heightened. So there's that side of leaders who care because they grew up in, in an environment and relationships that cared for them. And there are others, and perhaps this is the more likely of the two, as mm-hmm. at least in the worlds that I'm traveling in, and that is the leaders who have learned how important care is. And these are the leaders who at some point in their career, maybe they have faced great change or challenge, and they have found others that have cared for them. And it was kind of this life-giving and life-saving type of Mm. care. And then those leaders realize, you know what, if it wasn't for that one person's care for me, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Then they begin to live that way towards others that they're investing. And they begin to see the world differently. So I think that this kind of care comes from those two different perspectives. One, they grew up in an environment that cultivated care, or they had a moment, an intersection in their professional career where someone cared for them and changed the course of their life. So the series on It's What Leaders Do is essentially this big list we've compiled working with all these great leaders, and one of them is to care. Can this be taught or grown? Or if there's a leader out there who is either very self-aware and knows, I don't do very good at this, 
Yeah. Or a leader who is maybe more tuned in and is wondering, oh, could I could I be doing more? Am I meeting whatever this level of excellence that we've observed from all these leaders? How would you uh, coach or instruct or give some sort of advice on? Um, maybe it's a multi part question here. I'm asking, but you know, how do you evaluate if you're caring enough or caring in the right ways? And then how do you grow that? I believe that it's both. I believe that sure. leaders either have it, and I mm-hmm. believe leaders can learn it. Because when I think about care, I think about the people that are genuinely caring, giving, generous, and thoughtful. And I also feel, I also think about the people that are combative, they're argumentative, <laughs> right? they're stuck in their ways. They also care. They care deeply. And we may experience or feel that care through their agitation, their tough questions, or they're simply ignoring mm-hmm. us. They still care. And so I believe that there's this something inside of us that does care and wants to connect to causes or people that we feel passionately about. So I feel this again, this is just me. I feel that within all of us is this desire to care. And sometimes it's packaged and tightly wound up in someone and others it's freely given with an open hand. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to follow up on is how do you, let's say you have a leader who maybe it's personality, maybe it's strengths, but the way that they care is like they mean well, but it's not received well. And so there's a disconnect there. How can someone maybe become more aware of that? And, you know, I'm thinking of the leader who's like, man, I just invest so much in these people and they don't seem to care about what I'm doing. It's like, well, you're actually, you being critical of this is not caring, even though you think you're helping them to squash out proverbial bug in this thing. Yep. How, how would you advise someone that way? Well, Nathan, I think you're highlighting something that I call fixated focus. Mm. If someone has a fixated focus on this question, like, well, why can't I care here? Why am I being <laughs> misinterpreted? I will try to move their attention to another place or area or relationship in their life hmm. where they're demonstrating care and that demonstration of care is accepted, welcomed, and it's genuine. Because I would like to have someone start with a more positive framework of where they've seen their genuine expression of care demonstrated and accepted, and then try to wrestle with or try to help that individual um, realize what is it about that circumstance or the people that made their care accepted, and then how can we transfer that into the situation that they're currently involved in? Because we'll oftentimes feel that it's that people don't struggle with demonstrations of care. They often struggle with the misinterpretation of how they're trying to care in other environments where the dynamic is different. And it's not really fair to us if we try to assume that the same dynamics of care exist in any two given situations. Sure. We're talking about this a little bit um, metaphorically or philosophically. Can you share some examples, like very specific, concrete examples of ways that you have seen this done from leaders, from maybe at all, uh, you know, not just some of these top CEO types that we've seen, but sort of maybe a couple examples just across the board. Yeah, we may have to struggle with this one later because I got several examples. Um, (laughs) We can edit a few out if this goes long. Yeah, well, there's one that's that's, um, close to home because this person is physically close to home. (laughs) It's our neighbor. (laughs) Ah. Um, And so every time that um, she and I cross paths when we're outside. Like if if I'm running and she's walking her dog or I'm going paddling and she's walking her dog or Linda and I are out on the terrace and she's walking her dog. (laughs) 
get the theme here. There's a lot of dog um, walking. She will always have time to to talk and mm. she'll always ask us questions. You know, the kinds of questions that are like she's genuinely interested in like who we are and kind of what we're doing, which, you know, allows me to to, you know, ask her the same types of questions. But that's like this genuine day-to-day neighborly care where hmm. it's just, you know, two human beings. There's nothing that anyone's trying to get or gain. It's just, you know, just being hospitable to one another. That's one example that that comes to mind. I like that because that's just sort of being present and observing what's happening and taking the time to carve out a minute or two to just be interested and curious about, hey, how are you doing? How is this thing that I heard about was happening in your life going? Yeah. So that's not hard. And for me, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because for me, if I am doing any of the things I mentioned, like going for a run or going paddleboarding, <laughs> you're like, focused on something else. I'm focused on yeah. something else. And so <laughs> this conversation on the sidewalk or on the hillside of our yards can oftentimes come across as first a distraction. But right. one of the things I've learned is this, the run will always be there and the lake is not moving. <laughs> so uh. if I just you know, sit myself on top of my paddleboard and just talk. It's it's just fun to be able to be present, be aware, and not have to really get yeah. down to the business I was attending to. Hmm. Because what difference is it going to make? You know, any right. five minute conversation um, is a demonstration that we care for one another. You know, we care for where we live in our in our neighborhood, and it's just fun for us to get to know these neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Another example you started to say. Okay, before. another example is this. Um, and these are the examples that they always seem to just blow my mind. And it's the people that just have a natural hospitality. Hmm. There's an office manager that is at one of the clients we work with. And every single time I step across that threshold in, into that building or Linda and I cross that threshold, she's there. And it seems like there's nothing else that she has huh. to do that day, but to make sure that we are set up that the lights are on, whatever it is that we need, that we have enough to drink, the coffee's there. Sure. And it's almost like her job is just to care for us. There's nothing about her care that I think is disingenuous. Um, she feels like she's vulnerable, yeah. but she really wants us to be able to do our best for their people. And that to me is caring. Hmm. And because it happens in a professional context, it's almost as if you know, she's like my stage manager saying, you know, now go be caring, you know, go be careful, you know, when you work with our people, like she's opening up my capacity to care because she's been so genuine in caring for me. And I just love that about her. Yeah. Those, those type of people are, um, yep. uh, I, that's not me. <laughs> I'd like it to be, but someone you know, someone like someone that for like you that. too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know, I know people who it's just like, they're so kind and so sweet and so willing to, you know, take a moment and, and do whatever. So, Brian, I think you have a third example as well from one of our, I don't want to say favorite leaders, but a, uh, a person that we know and love and respect and have worked with several times. Yeah, this now this leader, uh, he is a retired executive of a company that was one of our clients. And this gentleman seems to always have time to listen. He yeah. always has time to talk. He always has time to invite me to go walk around the lake with him. Like he just has time. And it's not because he's retired. He was this way when he was an executive. He seemed to just have the time to talk with you. And he asks the kinds of questions that are genuine. They're mm. about you. He's authentically curious 
about what's going on in your life and what you're learning. He genuinely wants to help, but he will often ask if he can. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh. like, you know, would, would you like some advice? You know, or is there any way that I can help you? And that type of care is, in, in his case, I think it's a mindful awareness that he just has the opportunity to care in any kind of relationship or in any circumstance, because I believe that his mm. care is really centered on building the relationship with that person, regardless of where it is. Uh, he used to have Minnesota Twins season tickets, and he was renowned for mm. um, taking some of the people that he was investing in to Twins games in the middle of the afternoon or in the late afternoon or at night, just putting some guys or some people in his car and going to the stadium and just watching the game. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he cared. He cared about the building of relationships that those he was working with. I don't really know if it was that important, like if they were important to him or not. He just cared. And he also had a currency of care. So when I talk about the invitation to go on a run or to go paddleboard and go for a walk or go to a Twins game, that was the currency of care mm. that he used to build a relationship, and that's unique to him. Well, I think we've talked about this leader before from a strengths perspective in that there is like a confusion of you look at his five strengths, and you're like, this guy's a top executive? I don't get it. Yeah. Because there are a lot of them, I think, are all relational yep. strengths, and he's built his career, he's built his reputation on the way he cares for people, as, as you mentioned. And so sometimes I think that that is maybe a little bit overlooked or not valued as much as it could or perhaps should be in how is a leader caring for the people that they're they're surrounded with. Yep. And with him, like a lot of leaders, they also have ways where care is given to them. Hmm. I think of each of the people that I've spoken to, like my neighbor, she is deeply rooted in the care that she receives from her family because they have moved here from San Diego. And their family's here. And so she's got that deep connection. The office manager has a deep connection to the people of the place. And the executive has a deep connection to his community. And so these people all have deep connections and care from other places towards them. I feel that that care towards them enables and empowers them to care deeply and broadly towards those that they run across on a day-to-day basis. And that's just a question that I have for all of us is, you know, do we really have places that care for us? Do we have communities that care for us? And do we have people that care for us? And Nathan, I know that we've talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. the different communities and different places that, you know, we're trying to be a part of in our cities because we need to feel that we are being cared for. And I feel that that's part of this equation too is, Leaders who care are also part of relationships and communities that care for them. Brian, that's really good. Any, uh, any final thoughts as we wrap this up? Yeah, I think that if I were to summarize some of the themes that we've been talking about today, Nathan, it's this. For leaders to care, they need to be mindfully aware. And mm-hmm. that mindful awareness can be just anything, but just present in the moment, aware of what's around you so that you can maybe pay attention to the needs. Uh, The next thing is, like we're kind of just talking about at the end here, um, leaders who care, they have a connection to the humanity of all. Mm. They understand that at any given moment, like, you know, when someone has an advantage, others have a disadvantage, we can kind of equal that playing field by caring for one another. They also have, like leaders who care, also have a compassionate and empathetic presence. You feel that they feel what you're feeling. Um, You're aware that they care for the needs that you have 
And I also believe that leaders who care also have a way to meet someone's longing and sadness with a companionship that can only happen in a one-to-one relationship. And ultimately, leaders that care, I think, bring this. They bring a happiness and joy to the encounter that tends to open up the windows of our understanding to allow a new light to come in. And we're open for the help. Um, So I just want to encourage everyone who's out there to, first of all, think about the individuals in their lives or in their communities that have cared for them and how appreciative and grateful we are for that care. And to also maybe just take a moment or two throughout the day to think about what's around you, who's around you, and how can you demonstrate genuine and authentic care towards them without any expectation of anything in return but just to help. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you found value from this episode or any of our other plethora of online resources, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe to our email newsletter, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcast, but perhaps more importantly, share this with someone that you think could benefit in going deeper and knowing their strengths in the way that they're leading a team or the way that they are shaping the direction and vision of their entire organization. My name's Nathan Freeberg. And I am Brian Schubert. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening. Listening. All right. And stop. Stop.